Welcome to the Abwan Chronicles podcast. This podcast is hosted by five black Muslim women, Hafsa, Ikran, Istahir, Sahra, and Umar Khair. This is Ikran, your part-time hype girl and full-time resident of Toronto, the city of champions. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, and politics. This episode was sponsored by Hijab Girl. Does your hijab fall off? Do the needles stab you occasionally? Get Hijab Crow, a hijab with a Velcro, a revolutionary advancement in hijab wear. Get with it or get left. Hijab Crow. Hello guys, welcome to a new episode of the Abuan Chronicles. Today we're talking about everything to do with adulthood and growing up. I'm Hafsa and with me are... Ikran. Omukhair. ATL. Hey, we have a guest feature for the first time ever. We got ATL on the line. <laughs> you might know him from Sheka Sheka. ATL and Nader on YouTube. Check out his vlogs. <laughs> that was a good plug. <laughs> All right. I have to plug myself now. Yeah. Um, uh, my name is ATL. It used to be Atlanta, but it has become a tall legend. I did not name myself, but I am tall and I am Shala will be a legend. Who knows? <laughs> if the adulting goes right. <laughs> if not, then uh, yeah, just I'll go back to Atlanta, ATL. Yeah, man, uh, Instagram, everything, Snapchat, YouTube, ATLinator. I made that name in 11th grade. I didn't know it was going to stick this long. It's actually a decent name. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't have to add no numbers or anything, so fuck it. Okay. All right, then. So going back to the topic at hand, what is the best thing about being grown, being an adult? Oh, shit. Oh, that's I can't even think of anything positive to be honest. I don't know how we get froze on the first question. Yo, I'm actually so triggered because when you're a kid, the whole time you're like... You want to grow up. I want to be grown. I want to be... I remember going to Hoenob and being like, oh, you know, when I'm 18, I'm going to move out. I'm going to get my own place. Hoenob just looked at me like... (laughs) Like, okay, delusional. They talk about it till today. I'm 26 and they talk about it till today. (laughs) But anyways, other than that, like, none of us moved out. We're all still struggling. Yep. We're all still well, technically, you're not living at home, so... Shh, please don't remind me. <laughs> and I'm not living at home. But then again, like, even though we're not living on our own, like, we're not living at home, we're not on our own own yet. Yeah, because we, we didn't choose this life. Yeah, that was a little bit cryptic. Can you, you explain? What do you guys have to explain? Yeah. Well, because my family lives in the UAE, so I'm here by myself. But you're not really by yourself, though. Wait, okay, I'm with family, but, like... I'm in the same situation, yeah. yeah. Cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not on your own. I was like that. And then when I was in the UK, but soon when I go back right now, I'm going to be living on my own. Like, honestly speaking, what are the positives here? Because we are going to go into a lot of negatives this episode. Of adulting? Yeah, of being grown. I feel like we can't think of it now, but as soon as we do all the negatives, the positives will. Yeah. Okay, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start off I with mean, the I think one positive is probably, like, the trust that comes with being older, maybe. Oh, me. like, you're allowed to do your own thing and make your own mistakes, and you don't have to worry about Not really, like, like, just more, to? like... I'm gonna go do that. I'm like, hey, you know, I don't have to ask for permission anymore. It's more like I tell my mom what I'm doing mm-hmm. as opposed to like, hoy, can I do that? It's more, hoy, yeah. I'm going to do when that. When did that change happen? I don't you? know, but it's great. Like post undergrad. Not even post undergrad. Maybe even during undergrad. It was during exactly. undergrad. Like right yeah. when I started university and like, I'm telling my parents I need to stay behind the study, da, da, da. like in the library and all that stuff. At that point, like they just like but that's because my parents trust me. It's because mm-hmm. we stopped asking for permission. Like it's more yeah. like, oh, this is what I'm doing. You let them know what you're doing, and then. But how easy was that transition? I don't even know when it happened so from it high school. Easy. No, in general, I mean like being a high school student to being hard. a university student it was hard. How so? Uh, I don't know. I just felt like, well, for me, it was because uh, in Toronto a lot of people were getting shot and stuff. Mm. And I live in, the, I guess you could say, the hood area. Mm. So my, they weren't really concerned for what I would do because they trusted my actions, but they were like concerned with like, oh, what if your friend 
one of your friends has a gun, what if one of them are smoking and the police stop you, all you guys will catch one charge. So just concerned about things like that. Until they realize that they will see some of our friends and they just know we're just playing 2K or playing basketball or some bullshit like that. But, it was how hard. You, but how do you get away from that? Because like when it comes to some of the guys in general, there's always that whole you can't, wrong you could place, be wrong, wrong place, time, yeah. small, it's a small world. Like you and your friend and your friend's friend might yeah. be somebody who's not, who shouldn't be who they should be, you know, all that mess, right? Uh, you kind of can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. it. Just Your parents have to just say, okay, well, I can't shelter this boy or for the rest of his life. He has to live eventually. And as long as you don't go to the places where like shisha spots, like if your parents know you go to shisha spots, that's it. And they get, then they get stressed out and they don't want, as soon as you step outside, they start, what heading and where are you going? Don't do that. But I don't... Wait, is it about the actual shisha or is it something that happens It's not about the shisha, it's about the... Yeah, having you like so many kids getting shot at shisha spots. Really? What? I did not know that. People refer to shisha spots as like, uh, I don't talk about (laughs) bad about the dead, but like, hey, let's go to that shisha spot. The one that this guy died at or the one that that guy died at? Oh, wow, that's so messed up. Every big shisha spot in Toronto, one Somali kid has died at, I think. Not every, but like the... A lot of them. The major ones that Somali Mm -hmm. people go to, each of them Somali kids have died at. Oh my god, that's crazy. And everyone feels like each of them was wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. But no one knows the real story. So be just because parents know, oh, that kid was there and he was at the wrong place, wrong time, and you go there, yeah, so you could just be at the wrong place, wrong time, so I don't want you to go there. Just changing like from being a high school student to being a, a university student. Mm-hmm. Like One of the biggest things, the, the biggest struggle for me was the studying style. Like When you're in high school, you're taught everything that you need to know for mm-hmm. the exam. Give you a practice test. Yeah, exactly. Not to say anything, like, let's not go into, like, the education system, how messed up that is, because it shouldn't be that way in general, yeah. like, but everything you need to know, your teacher said, your teacher mentioned it. Yeah. It's you in your to, notes, it's in your textbooks. You, needs to be in... They wrote it on the board, yeah. and you have to write, but when you go to university... It's very vague. Yeah, it's self-study. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure. cover, like, 10% of the, of the material in class, the rest you need to discover on your own. Yeah. So that was something like, and and one of the th- the reason I struggled with it the most is I'm a crammer, like I'm me a really too. big crammer. I think we all are. We yeah, are. and like learning in class helped me a lot because I was one of those people that picked up on stuff in class. I didn't go home and study. It's come exam time, the day of the exam, I, I crammed as much as I could. But when you're in university, that doesn't work as well. Like it works, but it doesn't work as well because you're not getting all the material in class. You do have to study regularly, like yeah. every day, every week, right? And then when it comes to exam time, if you don't do all that, it's very overwhelming. You have people feel like, I've heard of so many people who are like that and their first semester of school, like they failed out or they've done really poorly, right? Yeah. So that was like one of the hardest things for me personally. And I think that ties into like time management. It's so difficult to just figure out, to allocate specific time to study this and to do that. Like you're so, in university, you're kind of worried about having a fun time. You forget about <laughs> allocating specific time just to study or to do this and take care of your responsibilities. So I think the first year, you kind of have to find that balance, like figuring mm-hmm. out... Mm-hmm. I should study, and then I should also have a good time, but it's just finding that balance. Mm. I didn't pay attention in class, and I crammed. I, I, I did self-study, like, even in high school, even in university, so it was, like, the same for me, so. I don't remember studying in high school. Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't study in high school, in university. you were literally told what, what's going to come in the exam, like, oh, yeah. this and this is coming, this topic is coming in the exam, and then the same thing would come, you know? Mm. But university, they'll tell you, oh, this topic is coming, something totally different, if that comes... It's fine. No, they tell what you. you they tell it. you the title of the textbook. It's coming <laughs> on the exam. These chapters, yeah. and it's like the whole book. But like when you were talking about time management yeah, in university, yeah. Um, I had 
like a different I have a different perspective on that and time management in general you're right you need to figure out how to sort out your time but something I always tell university students or people that are going into university or starting university uni is not just about learning the subject that on hand you do need to make time to join clubs like you need to purposely make time yeah. to join clubs to do activities to like get a part of that university environment because it's not just about textbook Academia. learning yeah. it's also about learning and growing as a person mm-hmm. like university is one of the best times that you can use to how to network network and learn to be your own person right and get exposed to different views and all that right Mm -hmm. because you meet so many different people at university so like you really need to i remember graduating from uni and i went to university for six years and like by the time i was graduating i had friends on like all over the campus in different colleges different majors like different backgrounds and a friend of mine who started university with me she was like i'm graduating but i literally know all i know is medicine like all i know is what i studied i know nothing else which was so sad and then so yeah yeah, well, I tried to get a, like into school clubs, like the SSA at Ryerson. Mm-hmm. I go to Ryerson. And I don't know, I just kind of like, at the first two years of university, I was really social, stay at school really late, talk to everyone, social butterfly, and that just, you grow up, and I guess as part of adulting, you become socially awkward, and you just, you can't be bothered to be places. And all of the things I learned to enhance my, I guess, my knowledge, like mm-hmm. things I was interested in, was all YouTube and Googling at home and things I don't still know about. Because you don't really, I don't know, I guess it's important to learn how to network in these clubs and stuff, but you actually have to take time. So you have to, like, I guess you have to study to learn your material. Mm-hmm. You have to be social and learn to network, and then you have to take time to learn, like, other stuff, like, be aware of politics and stuff like that. You don't really learn, mm-hmm. I guess, at clubs, school clubs. So, like, what about, you hear so many stories about kids who, they start uni, they get that newfound independence, mm-hmm. and they go crazy. I'm talking about specifically Somali kids, because for the most part, the ones that I know, mm-hmm. We're sheltered our whole lives. Our parents are following us, like, mm-hmm. into high school and whatever. All of them. And then once you graduate and you go to uni, 9 p.m. classes, who's following you? Like, you need to do your own thing, right? Yeah. And then with this new independence, this new freedom that they got, 360. And I've, and I've also heard people who do that a lot with that um, travel abroad for school. Like, there's this whole, like, you know how, you know that whole phase where people, not a phase, people are still doing it. No offense to anybody, but people are going to med school, like, um, in China, in China, in China and, and whatever. Malaysia. And they, there's like, they just go crazy. Like, well, imagine, like, a bunch of Somali kids going to a random university hmm. where there's no other people, no Don't other Somali, no Habiris, no others to, like, keep an eye on. At least, like, if you're in 18, Toronto. 18, 19. Yeah, exactly, 18, 19. They go crazy. Like, they're clubbing, drinking, doing whatever. Like, some of them aren't even going to school. There's, like... They're just there to party. Yeah, a lot of Their them come money back is gone. They finish school yet. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of them just quit halfway through. So, like, what do you guys think about that whole situation? Like, how do we balance that out? Did you guys have to deal with any of that when you were in school? I think it depends. I was going to say, it depends on where you where you go to school. So, yeah. if you're with your parents in the same city, I don't think there's a lot you can do. Like, your parents are still going to know. Even if you... Well, if you... It's, I'm saying it's it's worse if you were to go abroad. It yeah, is worse, could, yeah, it's, it's worse. It's worse if you go abroad, but if you're at home, it's not as severe. Like if you're in the same city as your parents. That's yeah, true. you will go a little. You will. You might become a little wild and do things, but it's not as bad as if you were to go to another country and just go all out. Um, imagine you're going to downtown every day. Toronto, Ryerson's right there. Yep. Et right here. Yep. Everything is nearby. You could do anything you wanted anything to do. Okay, want. if you were to, you come could home. say, you could literally say, "Hoy, I have a class," and your mom won't know. You have a class three a.m. Okay, like but until midnight, you could be in. Down, you could be downtown till midnight. There was times I'd be studying things. all night and I'd have an exam at 8 a.m., 9 a.m. It takes me an hour and a half to get to school and back. Mm-hmm. Like an hour, so it's three hours of traveling. Yeah. So I tell my mom, oh, it's midnight. The exam's in eight hours. It's going to take me three hours just to travel. I'm going to have no time to sleep and take a shower. And, and then you sleep on campus. So I'm just going to stay here and study and do it. Once to, and I'll do it. 
And I'll just be like, what if I was just a, a balut? Like, yeah. Exactly, your parents yeah. would sense that, though. If you were doing that, not really. No, how would no. they know? Really? How would they know? Like, how if, would they know? if you called in and you told them, I'm going to come home the next day. I was with my friends, all three of us in one room. Okay. I'm just saying we could have been doing anything. Exactly. Okay. Like, it could start off, I you know, you that. really were studying, but then next time, you know, like, oh, okay, I told Hoya yeah. last time. I'll just tell Hoya. You know what comes to mind when I think of that? You going home, like, drunk or whatever. Like, so let's say you went out clubbing or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You going home in another state. Like, wouldn't they Wouldn't they be able to tell? You just wouldn't go home. You just, Exactly. Sleep on campus. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, yeah, you guys are right in that sense. You could probably No, but I mean, like, it. there's, of course, some people may not get away with it, but you can get away with naive, it. Naive, huh? Yeah, you can get away with it. Yeah. Like, think about it this way. Like, how many times have you told little lies to Hoya? Oh. Never. She's trying to incriminate you. Never, ever. You want to listen to this? <laughs> 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 She's trying to incriminate you. She's trying to incriminate you. But, like, never. No, no, no. Just stop for a lie. Or, like, okay, fine. Omissions. How many times have you admitted omitted to perfect child. Don't fall for it. This girl's actually a liar. I'll tell you right now. First, she did this and this. She's trying to have you on record. Right? Who's going on the internet? No, but I mean, like, I mean, like, like honestly speaking, like, there's so many times that you get away with like little dumb things. Like, you don't want to tell Hoyo who you're meeting up with, but you'll just tell her I'm going out or I'm going here, and you just leave out like little things. It's just, it's just step by step. It's not like out of nowhere, all of a sudden you're like, um, I'm just gonna tell Duke that I'm, uh, you know, studying in the library when out of nowhere, like you've never done anything before. Like, come on, it's yeah, it's a step by step process, anyways. Depends who your friends are too. In university, mm. yeah. yeah, I don't know how to describe it because uh, I just like we're talking about adulting as a whole. Just people who are adulting who don't go to university. That's true. That's true. So they, I feel like they have a worse crop of friends because they're still friends with the people they grew up with in the hood, mm. who might not go to university because the people who did university they're more busy. They can't show with you as often, so you're more inclined to do worse things, I guess. Whereas I had friends I was friends with in the hood, and then I went to university, and a lot of them stayed behind, and I made new friends who lived around me. They're still in the hood. I never knew they were my. Oh, you live down the street from me. Oh, you live here I'll go kick it at the house and they're much, much better influences and I was a good influence on them as well and we just mm. and I was thinking if I was probably chilling with these other guys and maybe something else would happen because a lot of them ended up some of them were in jail some of them are dead some of them are, are fathers illegitimate kids stuff like that mm. not to knock their lifestyle but you know just your your friends yeah. Big, yeah. I don't know that, that plays a big role in like in how successful you are in school like yeah. I hung out with people that would constantly worry about like okay I need to get this done I need to study I need to get a good grade in this midterm let's go study this so like I yeah. did well I feel like in a large a large part of that has to do with the fact that I was around these people yeah. so if you surround yourself with people that are Saladin at the end of the day <laughs> wow. <laughs> you might you know you might not do as well so just make sure that your friends in university are people that all my friends are good crammers so that's literally that was literally my and I, and then we met one guy in the group who was not a crammer mm-hmm. and because he was stressing over the same exam we had we kind of felt guilty so we start studying earlier mm-hmm. but as soon as like he switched programs or whatever we would we're like thank god thank god no, <laughs> procrastinate that's what i wanted to go ahead i was just saying i can't start studying early ahead of time like, i have an exam on it. wednesday that i have not that's even good looked time at. yeah that's decent and i'm gonna go home tonight and say hey i probably should start studying but I mean, but like, ah, that episode, I need to go check that. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Then uh, it's gonna... Do you know, like, at, like I was going to say about that and what Mukhair was saying as well, like, it's not the best thing to always have type A friends. Type what? Mm-hmm. Type A, like, on point, like, constantly, like... Not always. You need downtime friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, like... Those are unique. Yeah, because a lot of people that I went to school with, they were like that. Mm-hmm. And they were out. the most... They stressed you out. Like, it rubs off on yeah. you. And I hate mm-hmm. that. Like, my, my, like, my group of friends that we would always study, like, I would always study with, one or two were like that. For the most part, we were all like, 
like crammers or whatever. So come like cram time, like we're all sitting together, forcing like we like for example if you have exam one day, exam on mm-hmm. Wednesday, sorry. I'm oh, not on Thursday, but or thir- <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever. Anyways, but like whatever. we would kind of like be pathetic together. Yeah, which made you feel better. And like it, it makes you feel I better. I can do this. If they're doing, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. And you're like we could all do it together, you know, and it helps push you. Yeah. But anyways, let's move on to the next topic. Okay, so you're done with high school, you're done with university. Mm, What's next? You get married, Somali household. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm already good enough pressure. Your ovaries are freezing up. Uh, you're triggering her right now. She's about <laughs> oh to my god. I'm gonna fight you. Ovaries, <laughs> they're gonna dry up. You have to, uh, in Somali years, you're about 34. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, you, Somali women age like uh, milk. You can make that the title of the video just to get some views. Somali women age like milk. I'm going to drag you out here. Somali right? men age like wine because I'm, I'm in 20s, Somali women are way more beautiful than Somali men. Fact. You know the thing about men, uh, Somali fact. men age like wine? That's actually true. No, no. Yeah, I was talking about that. Fact. fact, Somali women, they no, beat Somali, Somali men in their 20s. They're much more better yeah, looking. No, they no, always think they're 20s. Say always. No, no. Yeah, like, say now, go, now, go, now go to look every Hubbard and Somali man in their 50s. Somali women, men are <laughs> Somali men are killing them. <laughs> I'm thinking because of the Somali men are not no, doing but, anything and the moms yeah, are stressed no, out. Exactly. You know, there exactly. could be a lot of reasons exactly. why the point no. is exactly. they're aging so much better. Somali, the ugly nigga who's 20, 23 who gets curved, he's looking sexy at 55. <laughs> no, but well, like, I was actually having this conversation with these two and I was like, uh, Somali guys, once they hit 30, they're solid. Lot, something happens. They're yeah, solid. They, just, they fill out. I don't know. They fill out physically. I don't know. Do they get taller? I don't know what happens. I don't know. But so much better, mashallah. Yeah. Because they go bald early, so they're already like. They've 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 accepted it. They've accepted they've it. They've accepted so it. So they age better. Yeah. But I just want to know, like, but the thing is, their whole attitude situation, nothing about that changes. Though. No, 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 hundred mm-hmm. percent. Still mature. Because from cocky from day one, cocky from yeah, like, yeah, day yeah. hundred. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, always yeah. gonna be like that. But in general, I don't know. Something changes. So some other girls out there, don't look for... Get one of these kids right now that looks scrawny. Looks yeah. Wait ugly. 10 years. It's an investment. Yeah, investment. Exactly. <laughs> Work on it. Work on it. Don't worry. I can't. That was too triggering. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But like, in general, okay, other than uh, marriage and good and child and all that, because it's not everyday good and child. Oh my God. But, um, <laughs> you're done with school. Yeah. If, you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, I went to school, I studied this thing, I studied that thing. Mm-hmm. I want to work with it. Like, why why would I go to school if I didn't want to work with what I have, right? True. So, how easy do you think it is to do that? It's not mm-hmm. easy at all. Some people just go to school because they have to. Not even smart, like, just people have to go to school because oh they God, have to. I hate when people do that because you're just wasting, unless, you, unless you're, like, interested in learning, you're just wasting I money. did that. I like science, but I don't want to do public health necessarily. Are you, and you're still studying public health right now? Fuck, I just said I'm already, like, two, three years in, I was like, ugh, Dude. I might as well graduate. But you know what you could do? But it's kind of like a little little bit of wiggling space. Yeah. Try to get a master's in something else. Yeah, exactly. Worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But then I could easily see how anyone else could be in that same situation. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I could make money in this program. So if I'm in a program where I can make money, even if I don't like it, I'm already two years You have now. that to motivate you, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck it. But like, you know what? I just tell people that are like unsure or they're like, I'm just going to school to go to school. Like, take the year off. Yeah. Travel. Yeah, go to Somalia. No, no, really, really. Because, okay, okay. If you tell your parents, I'm not going to school and then you have nothing as a backup, yeah. that's problematic. Like, yeah. I understand why they're freaking out that this, my child is sad, my child is a loser. Yeah. But if you tell them, oh, you know what, I want to go to Somalia, I want to learn my daqan. I want to meet my relatives and my grandmother and my grandpa, all that stuff, right? Yeah. That's a whole different scenario. If you have a backup plan, like, I want to do this internship during this year. I want to volunteer here during this year. I want to learn my deen during this year. I want to study Quran Islam studies during this year. Nobody's going to say anything to you. Relax, they'll be, they'll be totally happy with if it. If you're a girl. If you're a guy, too. Nah. 
Because you, really? you have to provide. Straight out of high school, though? I mean, there's, I think there's a little bit more pressure for a guy. It's like, oh, you're a girl, you don't want to go to school? You have a backup plan anyways, you can marry a rich nigga. That's See, true. I did not have that upbringing at all. Yeah, you didn't have it, but it's, like, it's an undertone. They don't tell you that because yeah. no one wants to raise a girl like who if you, relies if I, on a man. No, but I know for a fact that if I even suggested anything near that to my parents, if I just that now... No, no one suggests it's like an undertone like uh, like where it's you not know? much... You're not stressed... To, you have something to fall back on. You have something yeah. to fall back on. Like, mm-hmm. not that I want, like, I have a sister who's really educated and she's trying to be a lawyer, she's trying to go to Harvard. And no, but she doesn't have pressure to become successful. That's just her own prerogative. So then they push that in her. But if she wants to drop out and just get married and find a nigga who makes six figures, seven figures, that's her. Nobody will but look I can't her. do that. Yeah, nobody will look at her. I can't take that year off or I can't go find myself and I can't. Well, I can, but. Never tell your parents you're finding yourself. That's Yeah, that's I, well, I want to say that, but. It's yeah. much more difficult. That's right. I'm sure you still can. Yeah. But it's just much more difficult. For example, Musa just said he's trying to be an artist, right? Yeah. Well, he's an artist, but he's trying to tell his parents. Yeah. I think it would be easier if he was a girl. Because mm. they're telling him you're a guy. Like, what, I, don't feel, I don't know what they're saying, but I feel like, they're like, what are you doing with your life? How are or you making money with this? A guy because you shouldn't make him money, or a guy because that's a... No, just the money part. Money. Just the money part. Not for any other reason, just money. If he makes money with it, allow it. Like, for example, Yassin, the photographer. Yeah. He, his mom told him, like... She didn't discourage it, but she was like, oh, why, are you, uh, why do you want to be a photographer? What can you do with this? Until you st- now he's booming, and she's really happy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm, I feel like it'd be easier mm-hmm. if you just were a female. Like, less, less pressure, and you have more s- s- breathing space. Would that be for all guys, though, or just, like, the oldest? Because the oldest That's has the on their own. It depends how much boys there are. It depends if you're the oldest, second oldest. It depends mm-hmm. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If the parents have five kids, and the last one, the last son wants to... The last one, boy or girl, could do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, could do whatever you want. Yeah, I see that. For example, you guys are all, you guys are four sisters, right? Yeah. So you guys are, are successful in your own right. And you're the little brother, I feel like even though he's a boy and he's carrying the family name and all that stuff, mm. you guys are so successful, it's just like, they're not even really stressed about what he does. I don't know what your family situation. I see that, because my youngest sister, she's in an arts program at OCAD. Yeah. I know for a fact that if I told my parents, forget fact, I remember when I was a kid and going to my parents and be like, I want to study English Lit and History. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know what you'll do? We'll get you a nice bookcase. We'll put, we'll put tons of books in there for you, but you're still going to, you know, do something else instead. Yeah. So, like, I know for a fact that I couldn't have gotten away with what she got away with. Yeah. Because specifically, I'm the oldest. Yeah, yeah the oldest always gets and hard. Exactly. So, I, I get where you're coming from in that sense. What I find out oh, really weird about Somali community culture, I guess, mm-hmm. is in other immigrant cultures, they'll pressure the boy to be successful. Mm-hmm. And he just, he will, or we're not like Nigerian or Indian is what I'm thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. But Somali culture, they want they want the guy to be successful, but they baby the guy and they and they and they groom the woman to be more responsible. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that makes sense. I think it's because, by the way, that's more of today, like our generation. By the yeah, way, yeah, like our, our parents' generation did. Like really immigrant, like first immigrant generation. Exactly that. Our parent, like our parents' generation. I'm talking about the pressuring of the girls specifically. Yeah. Like our parents' generation. Like when I talked to my mom, and it, like she went to university, her friends went to university, but. There was no pressure. They had to fight for it. Yeah. To study, go to or go abroad and study for, and do university. Yeah. It was, there was none of that. Oh, you know what? You know you should go to school. You should do this. You should. They always had, you know, get married and all that mm-hmm. on on them, right? So I think it's more like they came here. There's a whole family dynamic now for mm-hmm. immigrant families where a lot of dads are doing God knows what and yeah. they're not really in the picture and it all falls on the mom, and she sees. You know what? I need better for my daughter. Yeah. So she's gonna she pre- like she pre- she'll pressure her daughter in every which way, like every possible way, in terms of housework, 
in terms of education, in terms of getting a job, like on every single platform, in terms of getting married, like on every single part of life, girls man. are getting pressured and guys only have to worry about getting good grades. And they don't even do that. Not even getting good grades, just get a job. Bring I mean, home. like in high school, like when it starts with little kids, when your kids, mm-hmm. just bring home an A, bring home an E. Mm-hmm. And bring home something. Bring home something. They still, the women still beat them in that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess women develop faster brain. Like, I don't know. It's weird. People are broke. I'm broke, nigga, I'm broke! People are broke out here. People are broke. Well, I like, like that's the number one like, thing. Yeah, let's like wait to rookie. Yeah, like student, forget student life. I'm right now me. I'm working, like I'm, I haven't started <laughs> my job yet and I'm broke. Everyone's <laughs> broke. Well, I it's a struggle. And especially because in our in our communities, especially like if you're a guy specifically, girls too, but guys have to give money to their families. Mm-hmm. All girls too. Girls but too. Yeah, girls too. But I'm like. Going off what you said earlier, there's yeah, more okay, pressure yeah. on guys, right? More pressure on, yeah. Don't worry, girls too, I'm included in 100% that. 100% girls too. I feel like nowadays, Ahoy just takes half of everybody's. Yeah, yeah like, no, there's, there's no discrimination all, there. All. Ahoy's oh. gonna be like, you got your paycheck? Give it to me. Here's 100 bucks for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. There's no discrimination between Yeah, anyone. I don't think any of this is discrimination. Yeah, yet. but anyways, in general, there's so much pressure to give your, like, you have so much to do with the little money that you have, especially when you're a new adult, when you're still a student, when you are a um, fresh graduate, when you're in your 20s in general. 20s are the worst time when it comes to money. Like, we're all just struggling. Struggling. Okay, I cry every day. I have to, like, what is my bank statement. No. Huh. What is the struggle you guys speak of? I, I think it's different. Like, for example, the first year after I graduated, I started working, right? Mm-hmm. Like, after I graduated from university. And I was good that year because I worked. And it was in the UAE, and their salaries are pretty well off, right? Yeah. We moved here. You get a stipend as a, as a graduate student. You get a stipend, right? It doesn't cover anything. What are you talking about? I live with. About? But listen, I live with my Hoya, right? Okay, so you you like me. I my use, like all. I think to I just don't. So I use like a couple hundred here and there, and I give the rest to Hoya. I'm like, here you go, Hoya, take it. No, but I, in general, I, don't know. I think I just don't use as much as because you don't have to listen me i have to I don't pay have rent to, exactly because i have, I have to pay insurance yeah. i have to pay for the that's car the that's the we have the same stipend but like 90 percent of my life goes exactly. to like that's then i have I to like divide the rest of the money like how much can i spend per day mm. and then make sure i stay yeah, within yeah. that so budget. that's the struggle of not living with your family like i feel I like it helps a lot when you live with your family yeah. like mm-hmm. it's not easy when i was during undergrad when i was living away from my family i was broke like when i say i was broke i was broke like it wasn't easy you have to manage your money. You have to figure out what you're going to do. You have to, like, divide it amongst the different days. And, like, okay, what am I going to eat this day? What am I going to... And, like, it's hard. But when you live with your family, a lot of that doesn't factor in. You're and just... that's why I will never understand people who say, I want... Even though their families live in the same city, I, I want to move, move out. Why? That's kibbin. I want to move out because I need to find myself. That's... I just want to like, Just say... Just say... Just say you want to do shit that your parents wouldn't be okay with. Yeah, like, if you're moving out, like, if you have to, if it's a necessity, if then it's it makes sense. City. Yeah, but, like, if you're just trying to do it, then, wallahi <laughs> Right? Like, you, just, you just want to wash out. That's I just remember, like, we were at this, um, U of T was having this, like, SSA event. Mm, yeah, they told me. Yeah, and they were talking about, a lot of the kids there were talking about how um, we want to move out because you need to learn to be independent. And, wallahi, I giggled in my head. Not in their faces. No, no, no. Actually, when they brought it up, they just said, what. It, not like just to move out. The guy who was mentioning it just said, it's a good experience to have because you'll know how to like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. He never said it's, you should move No, but a lot of people there were like, we need to move, like moving out is a, night, is a good way to find yourself and be your own person okay, and get independent. They've never, they've never left their house. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Is, I, I think it's you just could do that. You could do that, but why don't you just take a semester abroad? Like, why don't you go do a semester abroad and find yourself, you know? You don't need to go... It's live somewhere, live in the same city, and then you know, uh, go to the school in the same city, and then live somewhere else. Like, why? If you really want to find yourself by living away and gain those skills of independence and whatnot, 
Go take a I'm semester just a, abroad. I'm just a little confused. Go take as a year to, abroad. I'm just a little confused as to what those skills are. Like, you know, the value living, of the dollar. Yeah, yeah like, well, I like what? Do your own laundry? I do my own laundry. Okay, just learn that struggle like, of living so, alone. Ha- have you not noticed that guys who have lived alone or lived Much away from guys, home? Keyword, yeah. guys. Because girls already do that when they're at home, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But like guys who usually when they move away from home, they have to do all of that by themselves. And then those are the ones who know how to take care of themselves. So that's what he was implying. Even as a girl, like I lived away. I feel like I grew as a person when I lived away from my family. When I lived oh. away from, I just, I got to know my personality better. Like, I feel like when I was younger... She found herself. I literally wow. Why she tells... We knew her personality I from like, day one. Yeah, I, like, I know. She wasn't self-aware. Until, I wasn't self-aware until, like, no, I'm just joking. But, like, I just got to know myself better. I learned a lot of new things. You know what I mean? But you yeah. know what's so funny? You say lived away. Do you know what she means by lived away? <laughs> two hours away. away. <laughs> two hours away. Why she's two hours away? The whole week it's I was alone. It's the same. No, but like, why? You know what? what? Do you mean? Actually, the same thing. Like, ever since I came back, Mm-hmm. It's been the same. Like I know the type of people who bother me. Exactly. I know the people I can't stand. I know that I I don't like asking people for stuff anymore. Like I could ask my mom for whatever I want. So like, you kind of find out the things like you can stand and the things mm-hmm. you can't. You grow like, faster. Basically. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when you're at home, you don't have to deal with all these kinds of stuff. Your parents are there. You mm-hmm. ask your parents for stuff. Now I have to ask some next tabriyat or you know other people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not the same. And you know the things that you can deal with and the things you like stay away from. I so that. I, like I kind so of. Are you, are you so then are you going to recommend it for people then? I feel like no, you don't I need to go. Do, all I didn't have to go through it. You don't need to go all out when you live in the same city, like live in another, you know, house. But like if you have the opportunity to go abroad or like live away from your family for a bit, not permanently, do it. Why not? You're saying you don't live with your family right now, right? No, I live with my like my mom's sisters. Oh, okay. So it's, it's basically like my yeah. mom's. Yeah. My so it's kind of like I live with my family. But they don't, so it's two houses. So one, they're down the street from each other. So one house is a family environment because she has little kids. And the other one's just a whole bunch of adults. So when I'm with the family environment, they have food and they do laundry and stuff. But my, where I live is at the other house. So I'm doing my own laundry and all that stuff. But I feel like I live with my family. I don't feel like I don't live mm-hmm. with my family, to be honest. I was also thinking, um, you're talking about finding yourself. I feel like I don't want to recommend this for people because I don't think you have to. But a lot of people I find go through a Sakajan phase of their life. I don't think like, you, I don't feel like you have to do it, but some people do and they know they get out of it. And I feel like if you live by yourself, you go through that quicker rather than living with your family. I feel like it's stretched out. Okay, what do you mean by sakajan Like some people just, they don't, you know, I don't know. Everyone has their vices. Some people drink, just some wild, people smoke, yeah. people, they're thought and bopping. I get that because I met a girl who lived with her family her whole life and when she hit 29 and she got a little independence, yeah. that's when she went through her sakajan phase. That's what I mean. So I, I get I get what you mean by that, but you would think you'd kind of outgrow that. But if you do it at 18 or you could be 26 and you say, oh, I was I was a thought and bopping at 18, niggas mm-hmm. will be like, ah, okay, cool. What did, you know, as long as, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I mean, I get that, but... Or if you met a guy and he said, oh, I was in the club smoking, doing this with the man's oh, when I was 18, but I'm 25 now and I'm good. Mm-hmm. You kind of like, you know, because you know that they've been through it and they know that they don't, they don't want to go through that anymore. Yeah. Rather than someone who's like the 29-year-old girl and who never do. ever been through it. A lot of people who broke out at 26, 27, 28, who just never experienced. And those are the ones who've been sheltered, who have lived at home, who have never left. So people who move out, not that I recommend you do, but a lot of positives to it. And something else like that may, like, I'm, I'm a little, I'm kind of judgy. I'm not gonna lie, I judge sometimes. So one thing that really made me um, change my mind about that was my upbringing was kind of different because mm-hmm. our upbringing, we, we traveled a lot, we lived in other places and everything. So we weren't as sheltered or as, you know, res- our parents weren't as restrictive as, as like others. I didn't realize some of my parents were. I always thought like Adams were the crazy ones or Daisies, you know? I thought some eyes were like, alhamdulillah, you know, we, we passed that, you know? But some eyes, we could be just as bad. Like, it's just, based it's on just what, as bad. No, no. 
Well, for me, it's not. I it's mean, not. Was, not for me, but I've, I've, what I've experienced, it's just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. For some people. I didn't realize that until recently, honestly speaking. So that was interesting. But um, what other ways like would you recommend somebody to? Because finding yourself is an important part of adulthood. But what other ways would you recommend other than going through the Sakachan phase? Because we don't recommend going through the Sakachan phase. No, I do not recommend that. But what do you recommend somebody who's like, you know what? I need to just figure shit out. You know, travel. Mm-hmm. And what else? Chill, uh, people outside the your immediate circle that are easy, easily accessible to you. Also, your neighbor friend who you play 2K with, which I've you know had, it's cool, but you gotta chill with that white kid <laughs> at class. Because he puts you on some new shit. Yeah. Like, some, like I told the one guy, one, one white guy in 2011, he told me, yo, we should hop on this Bitcoin thing. And I was like, ah, that sounds weird. Oh, my God. And now uh, he's not rich, but he, imagine we put $100 on $70 million, oh right my there. God, my friend told me about that, too. I know. I'm actually pissed right now. The point is, I don't, you don't find out new things and you don't network properly when you're chilling with all people who are like-minded with you who all That's see the same true. things as you. And So you won't find yourself chilling with all the same people. Mm-hmm. You'll enroll into the same programs as everyone around you rolls and you'll do all the activities everyone around. Like everyone will go to Shisha because that's what all, all your friends do. Or white people, they go, not okay, I'm not saying white people, but like different, different people of different races and, and, and religions. and Or just, or well, I just people who make more money because there's a lot of people who live in Brampton and Mississauga who are just different. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do other things and they are more... A different kind of they're salon. They're just different. Yeah, they're just different. Like different kind of salon. So if you want to find yourself, you have to do different things and know that you don't like it. You have to do a job that you hate and realize okay I don't like that I don't want to do that yeah. Yeah. if you don't take school seriously you have to work at Starbucks for six months and realize okay I can't do this for the rest of my life I have to get an education yeah you just basically like put yourself in a situation that you normally wouldn't put yourself in outside your comfort zone basically. yeah exactly outside your comfort zone and I noticed that like with Somali kids especially like we stick to each other which is good which is good but when it comes to being your own person because we have a lot of Mob mentality amongst Somalis is a real thing. Amongst everyone. It'll either be like the best thing for you or the worst thing for you. There's no like in between when you have Somali friends. It helps you when you step outside your comfort zone and you meet a group of people who are also stepping outside their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So you can go through it with them. So like coming to UFT, which a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of Somalis, but how many people are at the SSA event? It was a mixture of Ryerson and and UFT students. There were a lot of, but they're like 30. So when you step outside your comfort zone, then you can mob up with people who are Mm -hmm. trying to better themselves, I guess. Also, if you're, like, involved in community events, you know, yep. like volunteering, those kind of things, not a lot of people do that. And it does expose you to people with different backgrounds and whatnot. So mm-hmm. Plus, you need it for networking later on. You have to meet new people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're adulting. You know, we have to ask, <laughs> when is the first time, it's not on here, the first time you, had, uh, ex- you realized you were adulting? Like, you just, like, you, you stopped and you're like, oh, my gosh, mm. this is adulthood. Or even just a taste of it, or you're kind of shocked or... You realize this is it. I'm going through it. I think for me it was when I, um, when I was my last few, my last few years of university, and I was about to graduate. Like most of the time, my my mom would always have like an input as to like what my life decisions were. And then it got to a point where mom was like, "This you decide. Like it's up to you. Yeah, like, you need to make those decisions on your own." And I was just like, "Shit, nobody's gonna tell us what to do." <laughs> well, like, the other day, I was asking my dad. I was like, "Oh, there's a test I have to do in February. Should I do it? Like I have to pay three hundred fifty for it." Should I do it or not? And they're like, do, like, it's your choice. I was like, you're going to pay for it. But, like, <laughs> should I do it or not? Like, it's like, not it's your choice. Yeah, it's not always about, like, money or, like, yeah, being yeah, on no. your own or whatever. Sometimes yeah, I was it's a like, decision. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to do the test. Should I do it? And they were like, well, it's up to you if you want to do it or not. I was mm-hmm. like, that doesn't help like, me. Yeah, like, even now, like, if I were to, like, <laughs> want, like, if I was younger, it would have been totally different. But right now, if I want to be a career change, like, hey, maybe she give me the side or whatever. But at the end of the day, the decision's yours. And that that's one of the biggest things that hit me when I was like about to graduate like when everything was literally up to me and I had to make all those decisions so that's when I realized like what about you? Mm, probably when I went into my dorm room 
And then Hoya and all, not Hoya, but our, our cousins that live in Abu Dhabi, they're all like, okay, here you go. Here's your suitcase. Here's everything. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, whoa, that's it. I'm an adult. And then also another time was probably when I started my first job, like official job. And I got like my first paycheck and I was like, okay, this is a career job. And I got a proper paycheck for it. Just working in, working in something that I studied four years in, you know. Yeah. Probably those two moments. Uh, mine was much more, uh, much less uh, serious. <laughs> mine was when I had a long day and I went home and I'm like, I can't wait till I go to sleep tonight. And sleep becomes a reward other than a punishment. Because yeah. growing up, you're like, oh, oh fuck, yeah. I have to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you're just like, I can't wait till I go home and sleep. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh my gosh. And my old, like, stupid stuff or like, when someone will give me a drink and I'm like, mm, there's too much sugar in here. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> have I become that person? <laughs> That's true. Small, stupid stuff like that. Yeah. I remember like, yeah, when you're a kid, you don't want to sleep because you don't want to miss anything. Yeah, yeah. Now, but like, like now, now it's like now. let me get those couple hours you know when you wake up at like seven o'clock on a weekend because your your body is like programmed to that yeah or when you wake up in the morning and you're just like oh, i might look, get some stuff done oh yeah. my god oh my god chores like or like just one day going out just to do things that you have to do like paying bills and like going to service on terrace shit like that you know and you're like oh who yeah. used to do this for me oh yeah and like i got your own doctor's appointments and that, like yeah. <laughs> all those little so things and like Oh, okay. you think that your mom's gonna do it for you and yeah. they're like do it yourself and like you just never get around to doing it so yeah. you just don't go and then mm. you die <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man adulting I hate it man I know and it doesn't you don't go backwards and so then you just, just and you become that person who goes you hear the little kid saying can't wait till I'm older and you're just like ah oh, fuck no. and then you hear the person who said you're gonna regret that when you get older and it's like ah oh, I'm looking at myself here mm-hmm. you just get pissed off that's true oh my god going back to the first question I asked any positives? There, any, there are no positives. There are no positives. Yeah. Like, think about it this the way. The negatives outweigh the positives, yeah, so think we'd it, rather just stick with... I think we not. just started, so we're doing the groundwork, so we don't have yeah. any positives. I feel like if you asked us at 35, we'd be like, oh, I have my own money, and I have my own house. They, they do say yeah. your 30s are your 20s with money. Yeah, I kind of... Okay, it is your 30s with 20s with money. I don't like the, the saying... Um, 30s are the new 20s. Because that's different for us. 30s and the new 20s is good for... People in their 30s. No, people that are um, basically not Somali or not Muslim or don't have our kind of backgrounds. Because for us, when you're 30, at that point, you're old, you should be married, you should have a bunch of kids, or you should be in that process. People, other people in their 30s, people here in Canada, I'm talking about people who are mostly not from Middle Eastern or Eastern backgrounds. In their 30s, they're not expected to get married. They're not, they're they're still doing them. That's why it's their 30s are their 20s with money, because they're still independent, they're not expected to get married, they're still living life, they're going out, they're they're basically doing everything that they would normally do in their 20s. But us, it's like, no, where, where, where's your husband? Where's where's your children? 30s is just depressing. Yeah, but I'm still I don't like 30s and the 20s, because not they say that because you have kids later mm-hmm. today, you uh, work later today, you make money later today, you get married later today. So it's like, okay, so your 30s are your new 20s. Mm-hmm. But we're not built, like women have, after the age of 35, if they have kids, it's not as safe. So like you can't really say, oh. Debatable. It's debatable, but you can't just say, oh, just have a kid when you're 32. You can. You can, brother. You but can't, no you can't tell everyone, that. you can't tell everyone. Just, oh, just, you, you're good, you're 28, you're 29, you're 30. Like, yeah, oh, come on. They don't make you feel as comfortable. With it. People don't make you feel... Uh, no, they do make you... difference between people and science. Science no, is no. fine. People making you feel uncomfortable is a difference. Okay, you're the doctor. Like, is it okay to have kids after 35? Like, I have an aunt who's pregnant, she's about 35. I know you can. Yeah, yeah it's perfectly fine. Oh, okay, I thought but it was... They just talk about, like, the more risks associated. Was more dangerous. When you're 40 No, plus. by the way, there's been studies now saying that it's not as big of a risk so as it used to be. Uh, like they're doing new studies now, but it's not as dramatic as you. Okay, I thought like it was if you're thing. closer, it's more if you're in your forties. 
Okay. Not your 30s. Okay. The point is we, lead, we put off too many things until the age of, in our 30s that mm-hmm. we can't possibly accomplish in that one decade. Like, mm-hmm. well, well, not us as Somalis, but like they say 30s are in the 20s. So people wait till their, their 30s to get the career they want and have like two, three kids and to have to their own house. And like, you can't really do all of that. You have to really get started, I get the ball rolling earlier. I think it's just our way our way of convincing ourselves that it's okay. It's whatever. bad now, Fuck but don't worry, it's going to get, get better. better. Yeah. But it won't get better. It doesn't. It can, but you have to actually do things for it in order for it to get better. I think we just need to, we need to not lower our standards, but change our standards. Yeah. Like, modify we need to them modify them, exactly. Like, we shouldn't expect, first of all, like, I feel like a lot of us here, we're, we have a lot of Western ideals and standards. Yeah that don't really apply to our personal lives. Yeah, true. You get me? So, like, we need to adjust our, like, our standards in terms of that. And also, we can't just say we're the same as people back in Somalia or, like, our parents. Oh, it's not. Because that's different too, right? So we just need to be... I think that goes with, like, growing up, like, once you get later into your 20s. And, mm-hmm. like, things are a lot different. When I was starting university 18, 19, mm-hmm. I thought, like, my life would be set by the time I graduated at 23, 24. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm 26 and... We all thought... I don't know about you. I thought I'd be married by 25, 26. Right. When I was a kid. Yeah. And now I'm 26 and I'm like, I know because 25, 26 <laughs> felt like so old. Felt old, yeah. yeah. And plus like our parents. Like my mom had me when she was 23. Yeah. So then... We can't compare. That's a completely different. Oh, I know. Yeah. But like they tell you like, yeah. oh, like... When I was your age. age yeah, yes. like I was... See, our, our, our parents can't use that excuse because our parents got married late and Hoya was traveling the world at my age. So I'm like... No. Nope, you can't. So no. my mom had us all early. We're all grown now, and she's traveling the world. And every time I say, "Hoya, what are you doing?" She's like, "I'm done. I did my time." <laughs> like, she's just traveling for exactly. fun. Exactly. But that's what they all say. My mom always says, "Like, but you know, when you guys are, when the youngest ones grown up, going back to Somalia, you mm-hmm. can live there." Like they already have like so, this yeah. vision, you know, like what mm-hmm. they're gonna do. But see, they know what they're gonna do. It's up for us to figure out what we could, where we're gonna do. Like they already know. Like I, mm-hmm. I had my kids. They're grown, they're self-sufficient, they're sending me checks. I'm gonna live my life. But Anaga, we're still like, we're going through that whole like, and on top of that, there's that whole like priorities in life. Mm-hmm. Like once you get married, your priority and you have kids, your priority isn't you. So it's no more about your life getting better. It's like, and that's why like, I always tell why are you rushing to get married? Yo, because getting married is so scary. People yeah. act like it's just a, a thing. Um, no, because it's like they're halal boyfriend-girlfriend. Like they want to do a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. It's stupid. I don't know, getting married young is kind of... I hate people who... Like, I don't hate them, but I feel like people shouldn't think, oh, when I get married, I'm going to do this. Because people feel like, okay, well, right now I'm still, uh, now I'm 24, right? And I don't pray five times a day and I don't save my money the best of my ability. I'm thinking, but when I'm married, I'll become this person. But it doesn't, nothing will change. I think that's just because, like, the whole, when you're married, you could, literally, our parents say that to us all the time. When you're married, you can do this. When you're married, you can do that. Yeah. Oh, when you, you want to go here, when you get married, ask your husband to take you. Which Mm -hmm. is so stupid because that's not real at all. Like, who... Like why? Why do you assume that somebody's gonna drop their whole life to change to just do anything you want to do? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's when you're it, but it's the same thing when you're younger, right? They're just like, oh, you want to do that? Wait till you grow up. So it's just more like an excuse like pushing to just it push off. it. Yeah, yeah, like, and then not, you never do it. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. There is this whole perception that once you, you get married, a better person. you become a better person. Yeah. You've completed half your dean or whatever. Which we'll speak about at another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we do have that read in the next one. <laughs> But yeah, like it's just unrealistic. Like, how do you know? What if you die tomorrow? And like, like especially if it's like dean related stuff, yeah. and you're like, I'm gonna do that when I get married. But like, someone who promised me, you tomorrow? Someone told me you should start working on your marriage before you get married. So by the time you get married, you're already that guy or that girl that you want to mm-hmm. be. You're checking that's, for twerking. Yeah, that's smart. No, I just want to know how you think you're gonna have a bunch of kids and then make yourself a better person as well. Like, it's already hectic having children. Like when you're married and you have kids and whatnot, how are you gonna make yourself a better person? It's just no, but you're not gonna. 
relax, you, you'll become a worse person. That's Think the about thing. It. So don't push anything off to the, till then. Like, I don't know how you can have that mindset when, you know, like later on, you'll be busy. Like right now you're single, you know, the worst that you have to think about is school. Work on yourself now. Just a phone bill. Yeah, that's it. So A few things in there. Maybe insurance. Did, did you guys ever push anything off thinking, I'll do it later? Like, oh, you know, not not necessarily when you get married, but like you'll push it off later? Like traveling or whatever? No. Traveling, you do that while you're single. Yeah. Why would you do that when you're married? I want to have go to, um, try not to get have a wedding. But I don't know if I could pull that off because I'm a favorite child. If my siblings hear this, I'm a favorite child. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know if I can pull off not getting married. Like not having a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to have a super big uh, honeymoon, which apparently is a thing now. Yeah, but I thought about it first. Fuck everybody else. Can I ask a question? Um, the whole big honeymoon thing. Who's going to give you that much time off at work? That's another thing. It depends on what like you Like, we all, we plan I mean, so much shit. Yeah, you're right. But in reality... You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. A month is enough. Like, you can take a month off. You Not even... Jobs won't go even to, like, month foreign destinations. If you're in your 20s, say you got married in your 20s, mm-hmm. no job that... you When you're in your 20s, you're starting off a job, you're fresh, right? You're new. You don't want to... You're your first two that. years. You're not going to get, get a month two, off. You get 30 you get calendar two days. No, you don't. No, you don't. You get two weeks. 30 calendars where? In the UAE. UAE, 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 don't count. Yeah, 30 calendar. Dude, we're talking about 30 calendar. People used to take time off work at a, like, no, uh, so casually. Time. In the no. UAE? Yeah, we did. It was fun. But um, <laughs> here, no, you get two it, weeks. Like, most places are like two weeks. You got yeah, two yeah, weeks. Yeah, I don't know about here, but like, is it so different? You can save two weeks. Two weeks, you can make that long. You could go to like two places. I remember I was trying to, like, I'm the oldest, right? So I was telling my mom, because I don't like live here, and my family's here, and I'll be living in the UK. So I was like thinking, and my friends are in the Emirates, and I was like, even if I were to get married, I wouldn't want to have a party just because there's no point. Yeah, that's it doesn't. It honestly makes no sense for me, and I was like, nope. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, and great. I'm like, you have a party, I'm not gonna show up. I told my mom fun. that too. I was like, I'm not. Or maybe I'll just stick my head in. I'm not gonna waste money on that. But it's kind of crazy that all of us don't like. If I don't. I'm not meeting anyone who wants to have a wedding. But there's so much weddings every year. It's for the Hoyas. Because the when you look at weddings it, you see who it's for. So everyone like, getting bullied into it? Are we, is it inevitable and we can't fight I think it? No, no, no. no. I, there's, some, there's a lot of people who are all about, I need to have, like, they have the whole, I need to have the best wedding. I need to spend barely, all this money on it. But they're the minority like, now. Everyone I've seen, like, they're like, oh, I had it because of my, my mom. Yeah. So it's like. Do you know what's so funny about that? Like, I was talking to my mom the other day and a couple of my, uh, and her friends, and they were telling me basically how when they were younger, like, all the wedding stuff that they do, mm-hmm. like, you know how they do the whole culture, like, the, the Fujian thing that they make? Mm-hmm. and like all the little cultural things that they do that they're doing right now at their daughters and their friends' weddings their friend, their friends' kids' weddings, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, we used to do that for our friends. So like That's all that stuff it. that they're doing mm-hmm. they used to do when they were younger. So we should and, and like we should be doing that basically. Like you and I should be doing that instead of them. So like I think it's like a way for them to like grasp reliving onto, their Somali yeah, culture. Yeah, reliving their Somali culture and they're like Aww. we need to we need to keep doing this, right? So let them have their fun. Yeah, the only problem is a, I don't want to pay. Thirty thousand dollar price tag with that fun. I know, right? No, I was like, I'm like, I was like, oh, you want to do that? That's great. Even this restaurant. Is it how much is it? To... I don't know, but I heard like some people having fifteen thousand wedding. Uh, I'm not bad mouthing it in case uh, <laughs> any of you guys listen to this. Just letting you know, so you guys all worth the money. <laughs> now they did renovations. So I don't know how nice it looks. No, it's really nice. I, I saw it. Fifteen thousand okay. still nice. sounds like a but lot. Not, but that, I don't think that's how much they rent it for. I don't know. That could be the dress. No, if it's one, if it's one five in total, like fifteen in total. I don't know how beautiful. much. The, I don't know how much the establishment I'm talking about. The whole wedding was worth. But much. you know what's so funny about that? Like people making in Canada, like people starting off, they're making two grand, three grand a month. What's this logic? Why you? Why? That's what I'm Imagine, saying. Imagine that's like honestly, like I'll tell Hoy Hoy, have it in the apartment, rent out the party room in the building. 
And the message is right there. But that's how, like, a lot of people did it before. Like, they no, because if it's not for me, if it's not for me, do that. I don't care. Like, look, you're laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. Because she no. doesn't have a wedding. No, I don't, I don't want a wedding, but it's just the party room in the building. Yeah, for real? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to invite people No, but, like, think about it this way. Anywhere else would cost a lot. That's true. Just don't but have... Make a kidding. little party for the Hoyas. That's my thing. Have a little girls' night with your, you know, your girls, and then make a party for the Hoyas. Let them enjoy the night. And then you're good. You're set. No, but when you say make a... Like, for, even for them, it's more of like a... They want the bride to be there and all that? They want the bride to be there. They want their mm-hmm. friends to all show up, be like, hi, don't take the all that stuff, right? So they, they want the whole affair. Like, you yeah. you think that they're going to be okay. Like, Hoya's always going to be like, or, yeah, masjid, whatever. You could come at but them from the Islamic angle and be like, I want a wedding in the masjid. You know, I want to keep it, you know, halal. And then just have the wedding in the mosque, in the basement of a mosque. <laughs> basement of a mosque. <laughs> People do that. <laughs> People do that, and then yeah, they'll be like, okay, we'll keep a halal. They're not gonna. They're not gonna fall for that. They would. They're, they're not gonna fall for that. I know people that have done they're that. They're like, what's the point of spending twenty racks on a wedding and then having a Dude, honeymoon with a bunch of people Dixon you don't know? Twenty racks is not. Do people even do that? Spend more honeymoon than in Dixon at a hotel? People will okay, that, that's like okay. I no. only know one. Fuck. Some. Well, I know. Well, we all know. <laughs> You know, we could have just edited that out. I know one couple who's done it. You get it out if you like. I heard of one couple, allegedly, who might have done that. Okay, can I tell you guys something? Right now we're talking about, I don't want to have a wedding, I want to go on a honeymoon. And then you're judging blah, blah, blah. the people who don't want And then you're judging people who don't, exactly. No, so, no, 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 I'm saying I do want to, like, I think the wedding is too much. Like, spend that money on a honeymoon, I'm down for that, that's good. No, but why would you even, like, think about it this way. That huge amount of money, why would I even spend it? Yeah. I'm saying if you were to spend it, it would yeah. be more reasonable to spend it on a honeymoon. Yeah, but, yeah, but I guess But if they don't want to spend it, period. But like, if you don't want to spend a period, yeah. you could find the same. Well, kind. there's more people. The Dixon one is an outlier. There's more people who. Like, what if we're from Scarborough? What if we oh, want to go to Dixon? Huh? I guess we're from Scarborough. Excuse me? What is with this hate? What is with this hate? (laughs) All right, guys. So for those of you who are going to be soon joining the struggle, all you teens out there going into uni and um, worried about uh, partying and all that stuff and what haram you can do and what haram you can't do, can't do any of it, okay? But in general, just take it one day at a time. You're going to figure your shit out eventually. Don't rush into things. Don't think you're going to be done everything by the time you're 22 or 23. You're not going to get married by 22, 23. You're going to get married by 32, 33. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Did I lie? Did I lie? I'm just saying. But uh, don't get married because everyone on Instagram is getting married. Exactly. Don't romanticize um, adulthood and don't romanticize good and don't romanticize the workforce and living on your own or any of that. Talk to people around you. Just enjoy being a teenager. Enjoy being in school. Enjoy the don't moment. Don't think about the future. Live in the moment. Exactly. YOLO. That's a cliche. You only live once. YOLO. You only live yeah. once. Bring that back. Bring that hashtag back. It was anniversary back. for that track yesterday, so we have to say YOLO. Oh, that's why everyone was tweeting it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know if it was that tweeting it. I was not sense. on Twitter. Okay. But anyways, that's it for today's episode, guys. If you want to hear more from us uh, or just join the conversation, tweet us at Abwan Podcast or message us on Instagram. You could also, with the same at, you could also email us at abwanchronicles at gmail.com and uh, for ATL's information go ahead uh, uh, rewind to the beginning of the episodes over there <laughs> has no I'll tell you guys again don't rewind nothing ATL and Nader on everything and YouTube as well yeah. man's a YouTuber and you can also check them out on Sheko Sheko Hey guys, so you may have noticed this episode doesn't have our usual shout out that we include in most of our episodes. That's because we did a little bit of an interview with the amazing Ahmed Musa, a YouTuber, cartoonist, animator, all the above. Um, It turned out to be a little longer than expected, so we will be releasing that as a standalone bonus episode in the next couple of days. Stay tuned.